Hey everyone, this is Chris. I just wanted to give a quick uh, particular shout out to uh, Christian Dobson. Uh, he's been on the podcast a couple times. He's a lifelong friend and he is also the editor of today's episode. Uh, just due to some life stuff, I wasn't able to uh, to to get to it and uh, Christian uh, very generously offered and stepped up and did a terrific job, um, especially because the audio uh, Mike and I had some audio issues. There was some lag between us and all that. And Christian did a fantastic job. So I just wanted to shout him out at the top of this. Uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode and God bless my friends. Take care. Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are joined by Mike the Dumpster Nalls. Mike, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm the dumpster. <laughs> I, I really think Christian's onto something that you and I could have a morning radio show with the nicknames he has given us. Um, it could be fun. <laughs> Big Sexy in the Dumpster. Big Sexy in the Dumpster. Oh, yeah. it'll, it'll be back to our Bulldog Radio days, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, memories. Fun memories. Uh, <laughs> I just remembered because yeah. it's, it's... I feel like I never reached my potential with that. Well, it, it was so funny because I kept it going a year... I, I kept doing it the year after you graduated. And at that point, yeah. I was just like, I'm just not going to care. I'm just going to basically... Like, I'm just going to zero prep and play what I want. Like, within the parameters... Where it's like, all right, today yeah. we're doing a history of metal episode, because why the heck not? <laughs> this week we're doing public enemy yeah. because it's public enemy. They're awesome. Ah, yeah. Um, and then I just also because it's yeah. dirt cold outside, had the great memory of the time I just missed the bus and you saw me chase it for like <laughs> a block and a half. <laughs> 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 you were, <laughs> Every time we would be at a stop, and then you would catch up, and just as you <laughs> cut off, off the bus, would go again. Uh, I love watching you suffer. <laughs> Well, it's ever since that experience that whenever I see people running for the bus, that it makes me laugh. I'm like, I've been there and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like uh, it's it's really oh cold. God. Like I don't mean the temperature, but like I was I was watching or was sitting at the lights last night, and this this bus is sitting there, and um, this woman's running up, and just as she got there, the bus move to get through like the last two seconds of the light like really <laughs> well it's uh, i no. i legit think at times they like the bus drivers don't see and then pressures for schedules and blah 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 but it's like yeah, you feel bad for the person but it's also it is i've been there to me it's funny um, like, yeah <laughs> just that shocked expression on your face, but I see the laughter forming behind it. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you monster. <laughs> Mike, tell them I'm running. You could have stopped this. <laughs> I could have. Hey, there's a guy running for the bus. <laughs> Hit the gas. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Um all right, so on to the focus of today's episode. Uh, so today we are talking about 
where we would ha- ranking the Star Wars franchise, um, with the exception of Rise of Skywalker, because as we record this, uh, the movie drops officially tonight. Um, the 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 midnight the early screenings start I think around eight or nine or something. Uh, I'm seeing it Saturday. I'm seeing it at quarter to seven. Oh, nice, nice. I I it's my uh, work's Christmas party tonight, so the earliest Jill and I could get tickets for is Saturday. So we will be uh, yeah. checking that out this Saturday. Um, I'm I'm kind of excited. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's been a journey, uh, and that's why I really wanted to do this. Um, and dear listener, here's a I particularly want to shout out Mike uh, for the second time because, uh, like a fool, I realized five minutes into the first attempt of recording that I, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> the Mike impromptuly, uh, very impromptuly, agreed to do this because inspiration struck this morning while I was walking Luna. It's <laughs> like, hey, Mike, can you? Can we do this this morning? And can you download Google Hangout and record audio? Thanks, dude. <laughs> and you woke me up. <laughs> and I woke him up. So Mike is an absolute trooper and a wonderful friend. Um, so, Mike, thank you for being here. Uh, oh, yeah. And no problem. We, we bonded over Star Wars, so I always loved talking Star Wars with you. Um, and generally, listener, as you know, when we do this, we go from worst slash most disappointing uh, to to best or most enjoyable. Um, and the reason I like doing that is because even as we're looking at films where, like, this was devastating or really disappointing, you can acknowledge the fact, like, look, this was better made than one of the other movies. I just happened to enjoy that movie more. Um, yeah, and one thing this won't change, uh, Rise of Skywalker's ranking won't change, is the fact that, or at least to me, uh, the fact that the sequel trilogy is the most disappointing one. Um, but we can unpack that as we go, because we're, we're on a little bit of a time crunch. So, uh, I'll, I'll start it off with, uh, there's been 11 Star Wars movies, and one I completely forgot existed. Um... What was that one? The Clone Wars movie, because it was the pilot for the show just on the big screen. And that movie came and went with a whimper. Uh, It was the first Star Wars movie I was like, I'm not going to go see that. That, No. Yeah, I didn't bother. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't care. And then eventually I did watch it, and I'm like, this is terrible. But the show that eventually came out of it was excellent, and it kind of helped answer some of the issues a lot of people had with the prequels. Um, but to me, it is still the bottom of the barrel, the absolute worst star Wars movie. Um, you can't include the holiday special cause it's not a movie that sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think George Lucas is still trying to erase it from existence. Yeah. No, but he will never beat the internet. No, no. It's you can find like four copies on YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all over. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's one of those things where you're like, I would love to see part of me is curious enough to be like, can you can you do an HD release of this? Like, that's not just the the grainy TV version. But at the same point, I'm like, I kind of want to see it. But I also watched it recently because it had been years and I was like, OK, maybe it's not as bad as I remember it being. And then I got like 15 minutes into it. I was like, who thought this was OK? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Did, like, 
a Wookiee's watching VR porn in the middle of the living room. There's no what? subtitles. They're, they're just growling at each other. Who greenlit this? Yeah. <laughs> I have a copy on my computer, but I've never actually watched it. I can't bring myself to do it. I, I, the first time I watched it, I had to watch it in parts. I was like so yeah. excited to watch it. And then I watched, because it's like two hours, and so much of it is just, what? Um, yeah. <laughs> but so it's the, life day. <laughs> it's life day, which I love that reference mm. in friggin' Mandalorian. Um, and then you get, like, I got 45 minutes into it, I was like, I gotta stop. I gotta, mm-hmm. I need a break. And then after, like, three hours, <laughs> I was like, okay, you know what, we're just gonna, we're gonna finish this. And then the only the only good part out of it was friggin' uh, the the cartoon portion was cool, yeah, because uh, it introduced Boba Fett, and then the gun that we yeah. see in the Mandalorian, um, yeah, and Carrie Fisher sings well. The songs, it's weird. Like the cast is, with the exception of Harrison Ford, uh, the, the primary cast um is trying harrison ford is well aware of what he's in and you can tell he hates every second of it (laughs) it's just like it's like this is i'm forced to be here like people can criticize Mm -hmm. his performance in jedi i don't but people can be like that's a man who's sleepwalking i'm like i don't think he's sleepwalking in there and this he's not sleepwalking he's just like let's get this done (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, so Clone Wars, uh, back to the movies. Clone Wars was what it was. Um, all right, Mike, what would you say is, uh, so Clone Wars is at the bottom. What would you put as your number 10? Uh, Last Jedi. All right, interesting, interesting. Once upon a time, I would probably have said Phantom Menace, but then Last Jedi happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's not a poorly made film yeah like you know it, it it's not cgi full and it's it's it makes an attempt at cr- the craft but it <laughs> ruins everything <laughs> like it it the ball is set up ready to punt and kick that field goal from like the easiest spot i don't know football um <laughs> but uh and it, it it it's a total total miss it should just be just that one didn't happen. We let's try eight again. <laughs> that's uh, that's fair. Um, I, I I've got one before the Last Jedi. Last Jedi is probably my number nine. Um, and, but it's like really really close for me. It's almost tied with Attack of the Clones. Um, yeah. Attack of the Clones. I think I'd put at ten. Um, but then Last Jedi. Like I said, they're almost interchangeable. Yeah. It it really depends on the day. Um, cause to me, atta- yeah, no, everything you said about the last Jedi rings true. Uh, it is definitely better made, um, than yeah. attack of the clones and arguably any of the prequel movies. Like it visually looks better. Um, <laughs> it's not just yeah. the CGI fests, but heck they're having to undo stuff they did in the next movie say what you will about the attack of the clones but they didn't undo anything they didn't double down but they didn't work it's not like okay luke skywalker like the lightsaber's back with no no thing and kylo's rocking the helmet again even though we broke it um yeah yeah, like 
Uh, the Last Jedi is really infuriating. Um, Attack of the Clones, why I rank it so low is, to me, it is the most inconsequential of any of the movies. Like, it has a lot of really cool parts. As much as you rip on the dialogue, rightfully so. Yeah. And as oh, much yeah. as you can rip <laughs> on some of the por- performances, rightfully so. Uh, the the arena scene where Mace Windu shows up, really good. Yeah. The, the, the battle scenes... Uh, especially after they like shoot down the Trade Federation thing and the drops and it's just the yeah. lightsabers and the lasers in the sand like and the dust and everything look awesome. Ewan McGregor holds that flick together. Um, if you if you take Ewan out of that movie, like it is rough and it's already kind <laughs> of sketchy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it introduced some interesting things, but it is inconsequential in the fact like it sets up all this stuff that. uh, revenge of the sith kind of it it's like dooku set up in this movie and then in the first like 15 20 minutes dooku's killed so it just moves forward so it's just like why 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 get invested in the stuff that we saw in the last i mean it shows anakin doing stuff which is good but then also you can make arguments of the structure of his whole thing um but it also didn't have stuff where you're just like frig i hated that (laughs) <laughs> yeah well no the thing is like at least attack of the clones continued the story yeah it didn't just go its own way there was an arc there was yeah um a, there was a uh, a waypoint there was uh, what's the word i'm looking for there was a destination to get to and attack of the clones continued that journey where it gets you from a to b <sighs> Instead of like, yeah. hey, we're A, now we're the number seven, and now we're trying yeah, to jump back exactly. to B. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Last Jedi just took pretty much everything that was set up in Force Awakens and just said, well, that was nice, JJ, but uh, how about this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You see, we have a story here. <laughs> and I, I think I've said this before on one of the previous uh, podcasts um, I've been on, is that you know, with with uh, all the previous Star Wars movies, like pre-Disney purchasing Lucasfilm, there was one guy basically controlling the entire story. So you could excuse um, kind of um, miss or losing direction. But when Disney bought it, there is a team of people. (laughs) I imagine a big boardroom full of writers and experienced storytellers, and not one of them sat down and said, or stood up and said, "Uh, no, this isn't, uh, this is taking us off the course, or sat down ahead of time as a group, and uh, they said, okay, this is this this is the story we're gonna have. These are the characters. This is the, these are their arcs, and this is where they're going to end up. I, they must have done that. And if they didn't, why not? And it, and what happened to the story that they did plan out? Well, I've i it's interesting because you he, you hear a bunch of stuff, and the thing is, like as much as I enjoy these conversations. Um, and videos about it because the the theories and the ideas and people's opinions are all interesting but then not like you have to take them with a grain of salt and not believe them but you also have to keep in mind like how much is 
this person's interpretation in this. Like, you can read it, you can see an article where someone's like, J.J. says The Last Jedi was a mistake. And then it's, like, quoting one specific part where he's like, okay, there might have been some stuff we shouldn't have done, but there was a lot of good... He might be like, there's a lot of good stuff, and it's, like, isolating on that one part. But I've read some stuff where they're like, okay, they might have had more of a planned story, but then they all got excited about what Ryan wanted to do, and they're like, you know what, let's just go with it. Which I kind of get, but that throws off the structure of, you're doing a trilogy. These things need to line up. (laughs) Yes. Well, on that note, uh, well, maybe not on that note, but as as a side note, um, Ryan Johnson, like, he had proven himself, so I imagine, like, as a filmmaker, as a writer and director, um, he had proven himself to make good things. So, like, when I found out he was going to make the movie, I was so enthused. I'm like, this guy is going to crush it. He's going to do such a good job. But he crushed it in the Godzilla way, where he destroyed <laughs> the city. <laughs> and I had so much faith in him. Like, people were asking, like, oh, how do you think Ryan Johnson's going to do? And, like, he's going to absolutely kill it. It's going to be such a solid movie. He's going to bring the emotion and the uh, and the... the the, the thunder. He's gonna make a good movie. The thunder. He's gonna yes. He's gonna bring the thunder, but he just oh, it's, it's just so disappointing. Yeah. Like I, the movie ended. And it was just like that was it. We didn't move anywhere. Yeah. I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. I didn't get a really cool lightsaber battle. I thought about that the other day. Like there was no like really cool lightsaber battle in that movie. There was Luke and Kylo, but that was more like a dance. And there was Ray and there was Ray and uh, friggin' um, Kylo, but that was still like them against a bunch of people without lightsabers. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, it, that was the cool scene. Okay. Yeah, it's like I enjoyed that. But. It's uh, like I, I agree with you, and but especially after look, I sl- like there's. Sorry. What? Um. No, there, there was, people have uh, analyzed that uh, throne room scene and just pointed out how poorly choreographed it was. Like, you see guys in the background, guards in the background, just, like, waiting. Like, like it's yeah. a, uh, uh, an old Kung Fu movie. Guys just waiting to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, that, just to further that segue, there's a great uh, YouTube series where it's, like, via, uh, VFX guys watch stuff and they comment on uh, various special effects shots and all that. Yeah, the corridor crew, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they I looked at they looked at the Dark Knight Rises and then they showed something where it was yeah, it was supposed to be Batman or Catwoman. I think throws something at like one of the Bane's henchmen in the background. Yeah, and they yeah. were clearly going to add goes, something. Whoa! They were gonna, clearly yeah. going to add something in post because the guy is something supposed. to she does a throwing motion. The guy's supposed yeah. to get hit with something, but nothing ever got at it. Yeah. So it's just friggin' this hand motion, and then this guy yeah. drops, and you're like, what? Yeah. But I never, I never, it was at least subtle enough that you didn't notice it right away in the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. After seeing Knives Out, I'm like, I, I enjoy Ryan Johnson's work. Uh, maybe not in Star Wars, yeah. but. It's, it was still enough where I was like, you know what? I'm curious to see what he will do 
when it's not like, hey, I'm doing the middle part of this seemingly unplanned trilogy. Like, seeing what he yeah. can do from the ground up, I'm going to be... I'm, I'm still curious yeah. enough. Um, yeah. But... The, yeah, I, I, I was thinking, uh, I think, yesterday, you know, forget about giving Ryan Johnson a Star Wars trilogy... Make him do a Knives Out trilogy instead. Like mm. he, he's much better suited to that. Do a um, what's his name? Daniel Craig. Uh, oh gosh, uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Blanc. A Blanc trilogy. Well, apparently that would he's, be better. He he's got plans for a sequel if they do it, and he's like loosely have a, ha, had a conversation where it's like, yeah, you could do a Knives Out trilogy. And I'm like, interesting, because uh, murder yeah. mysteries are fun, and Knives Out was Knives Out was excellent. Yeah, I've been searching for a good murder, murder mystery for, yeah. for a long time. I'm looking through Netflix, like, give me a good murder mystery, and I can't find one I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, that's the, and those are hard to rewatch because it's like you, once you've seen it, the, murder mysteries are you, almost you know like, how it ends exactly. Uh, murder mysteries are almost like comedies where it's hard to do. Like rewatch, rewatch value is difficult unless it's friggin' like Airplane or uh, Naked Gun, where it's like, no, that'll always make yeah. you laugh. The jokes will always That's, land. Yeah. Jokes normally have diminishing returns once you've heard them. It's like that initial ha 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 is like, oh okay, all right. Um, anyways, back to back to the list. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd go back to Star Wars. <laughs> I'd go. Yeah, my number, my number ten and number nine are friggin' uh. Uh, Attack of the Clones and then The Last Jedi. Um, where's your Attack of the Clones? Is it roughly the same spot, just changed, or I'm curious? Um, well, now that I think about it, I feel like I would do Attack of the Clones next. I was going to do Phantom Menace next. Next worse. Right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I, I came out of Attack of the Clones, I remember back when it, it came out, and I was pumped. I'm like, okay, now that was a better movie. So uh, based on uh, 15-year-old me's reaction, I'm going to say that uh, Phantom Menace is worse than Attack of the Clones. Fair, fair. Um, all right, so then I guess I'm at, for my number eight, um, it's interesting because from here on out, there I'm like, there's enough stuff that I enjoy in these where... Uh, or in this situation, like as much as I might enjoy solo more than the Phantom Menace, I feel wrong. Like I'm burning Liam Neeson by putting solo <laughs> above Liam Neeson. Cause he is so good as Qui-Gon that I'm just like, ah, that, that, that's, that's the thing. So these are almost interchangeable, but from here on out, I'm like, you know what? There's enough. I enjoy about them that I can, Actually, no, screw it. I'll still put uh, The Phantom Menace next, but with that asterisk of Liam Neeson is awesome. Uh, like the and Darth the, Maul is awesome. Darth Maul is out friggin' standing. Um, I think time has been a lot kinder to to the prequels, and I'm really curious to see if, if time will be kind to the sequels in the same way, but we'll see. Um... Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, like, Ewan McGregor was really solid in it. Um, the, the the trade stuff and the politics stuff, you're like, what? But it's, you know what, I don't hate it as much as I did. Um, there's still the overall flaws, but the edge I give that movie over even some of the other prequels is that one was shot a lot on location and there was a lot less CGI. Uh, and when there was CGI, it wasn't as obvious CGI. 
And the Naboo yeah. space battle was pretty cool. It was. I Yeah. I always liked the Naboo Starfighters. They looked so good. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. You know, the thing with the prequels as a whole that has kind of developed or we've all realized now is that they had uh, a lot of depth to them. There's a lot going on yeah. in, in the prequels. A lot of uh, payoffs, a lot of things that were set up and then paid off. We're like... With the sequels, there's set up, and then it went nowhere with The Last Jedi, but we've discussed that already. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, the prequels aren't as bad as... They, they just weren't what we what we were expecting. And there was some really bad dialogue, really bad acting. Yeah. Uh, overuse, over-reliance on CGI, but storytelling-wise, they were not bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they had a story. <laughs> yeah, not not everything is the wow. What do you know? Well, Obi Wan. Not yeah. everything is the Dexter's Diner scene as much as we wanna. And I think if it, I I really do think the Clone Wars show has probably helped because that did yeah. flesh out a lot of stuff, and then you saw it, and then you're like, okay. But it's, it, you still have to, in a way, separate the movies from that because a movie should do all the heavy lifting. Um, but a lot of the Clone Wars stuff, I think, really did uh, answer the criticisms to Anakin and all that. Uh, of course, you would have loved to see it in the movie. Um, but but we'll see. Um, so number... Friggin' what number are we on? Seven? I think seven, I, I put Solo. I <laughs> uh, yeah, because we're four movies deep, and there's eleven. So I put, I put Solo there. It is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Solo is a lot of fun. It's Solo wasn't bad at all, and it had yeah. potential to be kind of uh, uh, to set up a trilogy, like and an not not direct trilogy, but mm-hmm. like a Han Solo, Obi Wan, Boba Fett trilogy. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Would have had that common thread of the what were they called like the Crimson Jihad or whatever they were the Crimson Dawn, (laughs) (laughs) the Crimson Jihad. That was true lies. Oh goodness! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Crimson Dawn. That would have been a common thread through all three movies. Yeah. Well, Darth Maul was was in it, right? He would have been like the the guy pulling the strings, and. that would have been awesome. Yeah. But then Solo didn't do so well, so Disney just threw it all away, which I think was a bit of an overreaction. <laughs> well, it uh, it's it's so interesting when you, like, it, it really was, in some ways, better than it had any right to be, given... Yes, nobody asked for a Han Solo origin story. No, nobody asked for it, um... They threw away Lord and Miller like well into production, which I'm I yeah I would have loved to see what they would have brought. Like if you're gonna do another yeah. Star Wars spinoff, I'm like there can be comedy in Star Wars. There's always been comedy in Star Wars, and these guys do comedy so well because it's always character yes comedy. It's not oh hey hey let's do a f- cell phone reception joke. Um, yeah, <laughs> friggin' Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did they do that in Last Jedi? Yeah, because pretty much erased that movie. Poe called 
and it was the um, it was Hux. And oh, it's like, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah and okay. it's like, oh, yeah. I thought it was talking to a little boy or something stupid. Um, anyways, like. I, I'd still love to see a Lord and Miller Star Wars movie, but throwing it away, like th- throwing them out, refilming it with a new director, um, yeah. and not adjusting the the release date, which, as I've listened to some podcasts recently, really pointed out that it was between friggin' Infinity War and Deadpool two, like they, and they expected it to still take the box office. Yeah. That they end in the wake of The Last Jedi, where as much as people can say vocal minority and blah, 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 I think it was more than a vocal minority. Now, vocal minority were being toxic and awful people, but there was a lot of just understandable criticism from people who weren't being that vocal minority. Um, If they had given it time, I think if it would have been kinder. but given all those circumstances, it was sub- the marketing for it sucked. <laughs> it was every time you saw it, you're like, yeah. "This is not going to be good." And then, yeah, every time I was like, "I have no interest in this movie whatsoever," but I'm I'm going to see it just because it's Saturday and I have nothing else to do, and it's Star Wars. It's a Star War. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a Star War. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking of that Arrested Development uh, scene where it's like. Yeah. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. <laughs> Go see a Star Wars. I always think of um, uh, The Simpsons. I don't know what episode it was, but at one point, um, Ralph says, I'm a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it, was, maybe it was one of the Flander kids. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, Solo, Solo was a lot of fun. Uh, they've clearly abandoned the, uh, the idea of doing further movies. Um, I wouldn't mind if they do stuff with, maybe they'll consider doing stuff with it on a Disney plus cause time seems to be kinder. It's starting to find its audience now yeah. where the dust is settled on yeah. it. Um, yeah. Well, maybe, um, uh, well not maybe, but definitely with them pulling the Obi-Wan movie and making it a Disney plus series, we kind of won as fans. Instead of getting a two hour movie, we get an eight hour series. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. Four times the Obi Wan. Exactly. Oh man, and that that like that's the one people wanted. That's that's really the one people wanted. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because as a just because we get sidetracked, uh, I really think like elements of the Last Jedi would have worked better as a series instead of a bloody movie because then you can explore all of those because there was like fifty bloody stories in that movie all sandwiched in and then also like let's go left when we think we're going right and we're going to develop nowhere um like rogue one which we'll get to one of the things i loved about it that it introduced was no the rebels did shady crap because they're rebellion but they still have to do terrible things there was the annoying cantobite sequence uh and it introduced the benentio del toro character which was way out of left field and just came and went but he did fair enough drop a bomb on them being like, look, both sides profit off of war. Both sides like do this thing. And he's like the one scoundrel in it that we've seen in the movie. Who's like, or in any of the movies, who's like, I'm a scoundrel, but I'm not going to have a heart of gold. I'm still out for me where it's like, that's, that's weird to throw into this mess of a movie. Whereas that's a character you could have fun with and flush out in a a series. So anyways, (laughs) um, sidetracked 
Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was number seven. Mike, what's your number six? Uh, so, uh, six. Oh, I'm forgetting the sequels altogether. <laughs> um, what else was there? There was... So we've got the original trilogy. There was the original trilogy. Uh, there was Rogue One. Rogue One. And and uh, and Force Awakens. Force Awakens and Revenge of the Sith. So that, that's why there's six. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's... Hmm, it's between um, Force Awakens and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. I don't know which one I like better. They're they're pretty interchangeable for me as well. I mean, Revenge of the Sith definitely had, you know, the stuff we had been waiting for. Mm -hmm. But it is also, it needed to be two movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or a four-hour epic. And there was still some bad, yeah, four-hour epic, yeah. Um... I'm going to say I prefer. I'm going to put uh, *Revenge of the Sith* as my next movie because I prefer *Force Awakens* for its potential. It set up things, so that it is the better movie. That's fair. Um, yeah, no, I, for me, it's again one of those day-to-day things where it's uh it's interchangeable. I think I'd I'd put *Revenge of the Sith*. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith as my number six. Um, yeah. It's it does have a lot of stuff that I look fondly at. Uh, the light people like criticize the or, or over choreographed nature of the the um, Anakin Obi Wan fight. Lightsaber battle. But I'm like I don't care. It's still. It, yeah. Even though there's still like you, your joke is they're Tarzan swinging. It still carries all that emotional weight from start yeah. to finish. You, like yeah, at one point they're twirling around just to like force push each force push each other, but it still has this great like yes. emotional weightiness to it um, that a few of the other lightsaber lightsaber battles had. Um, yeah. And it has a lot of really, really solid moments. Yes, you like the, some of the acting is bad, and Ian McDermott as the Senate is wonderful, but then also very hammy. Uh, but that's oh, that's yeah. the direction that that's the director's fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was great until his face melted, and then he got all uh, uh, ridiculous. No, yeah, no, yeah, you will die. Yeah, like, no, where it's just like. Uh, or even there's one or two spots before where I note in the fight with Mace Windu, um, he he's, has a lot of good facial expressions, but then he has some really bad ones where listener you can't see, but it looks like at yeah. one point he goes like, like sticks his tongue out. Like, yeah. And you're like, he does some really weird faces. Yeah. And now he does like some Zoolander of the, faces. Yeah, and and some of it is like they're trying to CGI the, his face on and all that, and it's just like it'd be interesting to see now uh, if someone could rework it because there was that there's that great uh, clip someone did. It's on YouTube where they redid 
the Anakin, uh, the uh, Vader and Obi Wan fight in A New Hope that's outstanding, um, and they yeah. the faces the Sir Ian McKellen. Uh, it's not Ian McKellen, Sir Alec Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McKellen. <laughs> They they CGI'd Gandalf. Um, Gandalf, what are you doing on the Death Star? <laughs> the crossover we've all been waiting. Um, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. uh, the uh, like Alec Guinness's face on the moving body. It's not distracting. It looks real. It's yeah. it'd be interesting to see a modern treatment of that over this fight. Um, if you're gonna add any yeah. more to these movies, do stuff like that, you jerks. <laughs> not McClunky yeah. or anything. yeah, not McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> McClunky. What? What? This is the most useless edition. Why? Yeah. That that was that was George Lucas's final change. That was his farewell to, to the movies. You subtitle it, it was. and it's I, like, I, "Thanks for the money, jerks." <laughs> yeah, McClunky. <laughs> like it serves absolutely no purpose. It 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 takes it it. it so it takes further away because you're like, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, you're not even focusing on Han shooting Greedo. You're just thinking, what did he say? <laughs> and what? what? <laughs> um, McClunky? McClunky? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, so number six is Sith. Um, number five, I'd agree with you, is The Force Awakens. Um like what that movie represented and what it set up, it's it's still solid. Um, so far out of the sequels, it's the best one. Now it still doesn't do its job in setting up like how we've gotten here thirty years later. As much yeah. as I will read the comics and the books, I shouldn't need yeah. to do homework for the movie. The movie's supposed no. to do the damn heavy lifting. Um, yes, and it was a New Hope Redux. Like visually, it looked better. Than, than the prequels. Like, the on-set locations, yeah. the special effects looked great. Um, yes. It's, like, it set up intrigue. You wanted to know more about Rey. You wanted to know about S Snoke instead of having the stuff thrown away because The Last Jedi retroactively ruins everything. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, like, uh, when when um, Force Awakens ended with, with, with Luke and Rey on the hill... I was so like, mm -hmm. what comes next? Tell me now, I need to know. Like, what's Luke been doing? But no, it starts off and he just tosses the lightsaber yeah. in, in Lachetta. Like, oh, well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and uh, I get it. Like, things, fans will always have expectations. Um, and it's not like you have to do everything to meet them because it's never going to be exactly what we expect. Because if it is, then we'll always no. be like, well, you should have taken more risks. But yeah. I think there's a way to do it where you can meet expectations where it's not like, I knew this would happen, um, which yeah. I think Rogue One successfully did because there was, there was a palpable excitement. But you're also, with that movie, you're like, all right, I'm hoping for good. But also, how am I going to get invested in a movie where I know none of the... Like next to none of these people make it through. That's a that's an interesting yeah. strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Like, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Force Awakens. I it, it's tough to revisit because legit for a while I couldn't revisit the prequels because of my disappointment in them. And then the good yeah. fan edits um, 
the anti-cheese cuts have made me be able to watch them more. It's like, here's the better versions, but let's see if I can revisit everything. Um, the Force Awakens, I haven't wanted to just because I'm like, The Last Jedi really soured it for me. It's, it's, it's yeah. soured everything. <laughs> well, yeah, like there was, um, was it last week, I think, uh, Walmart... I don't know if accidentally or what, but they marked down all the uh, Star Wars Blu-rays to like five bucks. And there was Last Jedi. I'm like, oh, well, I don't have that in the collection, but nah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need that. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Um, all right, so now we're in the, the top four. Um, what would you, I'm curious, what would you put as your number four? Um, I'm going to say, I kind of feel wrong saying it, but A New Hope. Thank you! <laughs> it it does That's, feel weirdly wrong to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the OG, right? Yeah. So, what, I, I feel like this is... Like yeah no this is the this is the controversial the controversial spot I feel like if yeah. people for whatever reason throw Jedi in that last place and under other stuff and I'm like I really enjoy Jedi so what what is it yeah. with the New Hope that puts it here is it flaws in a New Hope or just there was so much like the other three had so much stuff that you enjoyed more that you're like these are just the three I go to more. Yeah, it's just that the other ones are better. They're, they're just they're just better movies. It's not that it's not that a new hope is bad in any way. It's just that the other three are better. Fair, fair. Uh, I think I'm in a similar boat, and it's like it's interesting because I legit can't think of many flaws from a new hope aside from like at points some of the dialogue and Lucas McClunky. <laughs> McClunky, like Lucas is. And I'm trying not to turn in this into a bash George because he's been bashed enough. <laughs> like, yes. Um, and it turns out he's not as bad as we gave him um, a reputation for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's something. You know what? That's something I think. Uh, not in that prideful way, but I pride myself on when we've done Star Wars discussions. Um, and I was talking about this with Becky from Redeemed Otaku. I'm like, hey, we might have done episodes where we like ranted on the last jedi or especially in the wake of when i did the episode just ranting on jurassic world fallen kingdom i'm like yeah none of it's toxic though like it's all constructive criticism we're not like this person is the worst and deserves every attack yeah. it's like none of it's personal um yeah so i'd like to think we've done that with george lucas because people definitely took it way the heck too far and then poor on yes. best Poor, <laughs> poor, yeah, poor guy. Uh, poor really. Jake Lloyd. Uh, poor Hayden oh, Christensen. Yeah. Um, yes. I can't remember the actress's name, but poor Rose. Um, Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, like yeah. these are these are actors just playing roles. Like I've got issues roles. with the characters and the writing, and yeah. at times the performance. But that's yeah. not the individual. Like leave yes, the person don't hate alone. The person. Yeah. They're just doing a job. They're doing a job, and they're, they're, like, they're trying to get their big break. And they're so and they like when you see earlier interviews, it's like 
there's legit excitement about being part of this. Well, yeah, sure. They're they're pretty much nobodies, right? Yeah. And then they get to be in like the biggest saga ever. <laughs> and some of them were like legitimately grown up being fans but, uh, of it, like having that childhood love. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, let's just destroy them on an emotional level. Yeah. That's threaten to murder their family and like, like okay, relax, guys. Relax. Yeah. Get out of your mother's basements and meet <laughs> people and Get off yeah. of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, like yeah, a new, people. A New Hope is 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 a wonderful film. I like again, outside of the direction out of the prequel trilogy, I'd say is the weakest, and that's not trying to keep it constructive. Uh, Lucas, yeah. I don't feel, is the strongest director. Um, like, as a story figurehead, outstanding. As yeah. a guy who shepherds the thing and creates, outstanding. Um, yes. But as a director, eh, not, not yeah, the strongest. He, he's, he, he's a good storyteller, but not a good writer. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. he can come up with the framework and the plot points, but he doesn't know how to put it together. Or it... Like if he does, you still need that second or third pass to be like, all right, let's let's fine tune some of this dialogue. Um, yeah. Like the the prequels could have used a Lawrence uh, a Lawrence Kasdan uh, rewrite. Yes. <laughs> oh, for sure. Because then you wouldn't have gotten like only because I'm so in love. <laughs> that is probably the worst acting in the entire <laughs> uh, entire trilogy. It's- you are so. Beautiful. <laughs> it's only because I'm so in love. Like, oh, what? Uh, it's lo- you're saying love has blinded me? Or, or love has blinded you? Oh, it, boy. It's also, it's kind of funny, though, because as much as we rag on that stuff, I also still, like, we exist in a world where some of these memes bring us such joy now, where yeah. it's like, I love being in a thread where someone's talking about a beach, and then suddenly, I hate sand. I hate sand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's thick and coarse and irritating, and it gets everywhere. <laughs> or just like yeah. you'll get the like these great uh, video fan edits on um, on YouTube, where it's like adding all this context, this great music, and like the fall of Anakin, and it's like you're yeah. getting in this spot on Vader where he's thinking of Padme's death, and then suddenly it's like. I hate sand. I hate sand. (laughs) Or like, or when people are having a discussion about like anything else, completely (laughs) Star Wars unrelated. Yeah. And somebody disagrees with a common um, opinion, and you you see it's treason. Then. (laughs) (laughs) And there's so many good Palpatine memes, and oh, so many. Yeah. Like that's the thing. I think that's also helped soften my stance on the prequels, where I'm like, in a weird way, they do bring me a lot of joy. Maybe not in the way they were fully intended, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, number three, um, I think I'd put Rogue One. I I I'd put Rogue One there. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Because it's it's it's. Two thirds of the movie is it's just okay. <laughs> <laughs> the third act is uh, one of the that's best. Where the, yeah, that's where the meat is. Yeah. Now I still do like I say even the second act I still find very enjoyable because uh, it stopped with the planet hopping, and the first act is where we're suddenly like, 
jumping all over the place. Um, Like the movie's trying to find its keys and it's running around the house trying to find them. Like, when you get to the second act, it's like, okay, less planet hopping, but still, the, yeah, the meat and the potatoes are in the the third act. The first act is, like, that starter salad that you don't want. (laughs) Yeah. And then the second act is like, all right, here's kind of a dessert. Um, Like, here's a soup. Here's a soup. Yeah. Which isn't a dessert, but it's like, here's a soup where you're like, it's all right. desserts do you eat? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, want, I realized, like, no, dessert's the wrong analogy, so just switch it. <laughs> Hope for the best. Uh, and then the, yeah, the third act is, like, a borderline steak. It is so good. The, the Battle of Scarif is awesome. Uh, yeah. The space battle is great. The little, you, it uses nostalgia correctly, where yeah. you're getting the sprinkle of the... Like gold one, and the those guys. You're well, like, yeah. They, I was, I was like, there's the whole Tarkin CGI yeah. return, right? Yeah. But when they put like the original Rogue Squadron or Red mm-hmm. Squadron in, when I saw those guys, like, no way, that is the best thing ever. Yeah, exactly. Like you knew Tarkin was coming, um, which I loved because I, I thought it was very much in the vein of that Tarkin character. He added a great presence. Um, but then those guys sprinkled in, like, I was like, oh my gosh, how did they do that? How did they bring them back to life? That's amazing. (laughs) And it makes sense because this takes place like a week before a new hope. Yeah. (laughs) Not even like something like 20 minutes. No, no, you get what I mean. Like (laughs) it's like two days before a new hope. Yeah, exactly. Like it's. It's so good. It, 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 like, it added stuff, and then you had really good stuff on Scarif, and it did make you about the characters. And some of them were one-note characters, but they were very enjoyable mm. one-note characters. Like, yeah. there was the gun guy, who I can't remember his name. We'll call him Gunny nah. Gunnerson. But he was... Yeah, sure. <laughs> but he, you still enjoyed him. Like, it, that was... The, it made you care about characters who you knew were going to die. And I, yeah. I got to give it credit there. It, it, it got you in. And then, of course, we can talk. The right kind of fan service with that Vader hallway sequence. It's amazing. Yes. That's, that was worth the price of admission. Exactly. <laughs> like, it was spot on. I wanted to, if I had money, I probably would have gone <laughs> back and said, here, take money for another ticket. I don't need to see yeah. it again. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was worth double. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I'll call uh, the the Vader scenes about uh, let's say two hours ten minutes in. Uh, I'm gonna come back in about two hours or ten minutes. I don't need to see the rest of the movie. <laughs> exactly. Like it was so awesome, and the score was great for the f- the second film with a non John Williams score. Um, yeah. Michael Giacomo, or I don't know how to pronounce G- his G- name. Uh, G- Giancino. I don't know how to say his name either, but. He's good. He's proven himself to be a very good composer for the, these modern days. Oh yeah, and very like very versatile because his oh, track yeah. scores are great. Uh, he knows how to do stuff where it's like blending in old themes while creating new. Uh, yeah. And, and his score for because it didn't have much of a score except for the last uh, the end of it. His like nod to uh, Japanese monster movies. Uh, his yeah. piece at the end of Cloverfield is outstanding. 
Oh, okay. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, yeah, no. I, yeah, he's, I, he's done a lot. He's does. He's all over the place. He did. Uh, he did the score for for Up. Yeah. So it's so like all those emotional, all those emotions you feel from the music in Up. That's him. Yeah. He does a lot of good stuff. He does. He does. Um, all right, number number two. I feel like we're. I feel like here on out we're gonna have the same ones, but yeah. Jedi. Um. Okay. I'm going to say this. Um, Jedi, I I prefer Jedi as a movie, but Empire mm. is the better movie. Okay. I prefer Jedi because it has a lot of um, stuff I like in terms of mythology. It has a lot of the background of, of uh, like, Anakin's story and uh, right. how the Emperor did all this. and Well, not how, but, like... It introduces, we finally see the Emperor, and, well, originally we hadn't seen him until Jedi, but he, they put him into Empire Strikes Back. Anyway, uh, yeah, it just has a lot of, like, the world-building background mythology that I like in stories, so that's why I prefer Jedi, plus, plus, the Battle of Endor, yeah. that, the space battle is off the hook. That, that's, yeah, you know what, that's, uh... That's fair. Um, I I enjoy Empire more, but yeah. not because of anything Jedi does. Where I'd say like, well, that was worse because we're not in a care. Yeah. We're not in a situation where it's like, well, this is worse. It's just yeah. like I enjoyed that more. Um, yeah. It's been interesting because people talk about Jedi. Where like the first act is very different from the rest of the movie, and I'm like, I I get. That criticism, I just, I, for me, that wasn't an issue. The first bit on Tatooine, I'm like, I don't see that as a different movie. Like, it's it sets us, it sets us up and sets us off, because yeah. you need you need them getting Han. And when people are like, well, you can chop off the first bits where it's just like Luke suddenly shows up at Jabba's palace. I'm like, but no, because it it does build stuff a bit. Like, you get this nice. You get some really good stuff there, because also Luke showing up first in the robe, force choking people. You're like, "Whoa, has he gone yeah. dark?" <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, no, I dig Jedi a lot. Like people say it's the worst of the first three, but I don't, I don't see it. Uh, and it's got the Andor space yeah. battle is outstanding. Yeah. Um, the the trooper fights on Endor itself is interesting. Uh, the Ewoks are the Ewoks. Yeah, um, I, they're they're all right. Yeah, I mean, no, it's yeah. them digital them adding digital blinking to it makes it a whole lot weirder for me now. Because yeah. I wasn't, I, it's something I never noticed nor care about. But then, yeah, you I didn't added even it, notice. Yeah, na, but now that you've added it, I'm like, oh, they don't blink a lot. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's in fixing it, you've made it noticeable. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or it's just like, well, heck, with the New Hope edit where they added the scene with Jabba, I'm yeah. like, you don't need that. And if you do, it's like, well, he's got to step up on a hot, his tail. It's like, no, he doesn't. Just have him walk around and nobody would have questioned it. Nobody would have questioned it. <laughs> and now it's just awkward and clunky and stupid. Um, yeah, it's clunky, <laughs> is what it is. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's... Nobody would have missed it, yeah. If it wasn't there, I yeah. mean, we didn't for twenty years, right? Exactly. Um, 
And you know what? I, I do think Jedi, as much as I love Empire, Jedi probably has um, one of my favorite Star Wars moments ever. I, I describe it as like a solid 30 or almost minute of utter cinematic perfection. Um, yeah. If you tweak it at all, you're taking away from it. Like from the moment, like that scene where Vader's tempting Luke and he, he mentions yeah. sister and then Luke yells and the William score swells. And it's yeah. just like, you are in, it is awesome. Like you feel yeah. the struggle. You see Luke starting to cave. Uh, the emo- you feel the emotions of the characters of the scene. It's wonderful. It might be like one of the best moments in Star Wars period. One of the best lightsaber fights. It's it's outstanding. Yeah. Um, Jedi is awesome, but I, I still give the I give the edge to Empire. Um, Empire, I'm like to me, it's a perfect film, and it's yeah. it's cemented itself in film history of. That's what a middle chapter should be. That's like, here's yeah. your blueprint. Like, it took the. I love that in the first act, it's like, hey, the triumphant heroes that we just saw, they're getting their butt whooped and they yeah. have to run away with their tail between their legs. Yeah. And then, guess what? As we're developing them, that never stops. <laughs> like, yeah. If, yeah, it really, like, it. Obviously, we weren't around at the time when they were released. Yeah. But um, if you put yourself in that, put yourself in the place of someone who was our age, uh, or what our age is when we saw Star Wars for the first time, but back in the seventies. Like right. if you if you make us twenty years old or ten years older, um, it, to go from Star Wars. And for them to not just do a rehash for the second one, to go where they went with Empire, totally unexpected. Yeah. Like, it's it's a total, like, that's how you do a sequel. Yeah. You don't just rehash things. You continue the story, and you make new problems, and everything goes wrong. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's, like, it's so good. Like, that's the yeah. that's the thing. Like, so much with sequels, it's, all right, we got to go bigger and better, I'd say. But yeah. bigger and better often translates into like, oh, we'll do the same, just add more. Where yeah. Empire, I think, did go bigger and better, but where it's not just rehashing. Like, yeah. uh, friggin' um, The Force Awakens, like, yeah. the big criticism of it is, like, I've seen this movie before. Yeah, it follows the same beats, but I never, like, until it was pointed out to me, I never noticed that it, it was similar in structure to A New Hope. I was just along for the ride hoping to see Luke do some Jedi stuff. <laughs> like, oh, that's the thing I wanted, like, more than anything. I remember, like, maybe two-thirds into the movie, I'm sitting there, I'm like, we haven't seen Luke. Where's Luke? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Like, I wanted to see Luke, and then, like, to set up his story and then to see him in the end and leave it as a cliffhanger like that... I was so pumped to yeah. see what would happen with Luke in Last Jedi, but they ruined the character. Yeah, I it was something I noticed like as the movie was going, but but I'm still wrapped up. But then, especially at the end, as I was leaving, I was like, "Huh, old mentor figure died, literally down a trench run, <laughs> started yeah. on a desert planet." Anyways, um, yeah, like with Empire, it's funny for me because I 
some criticism I've seen for it. It's like, well, it doesn't have a climax. It just kind of ends. I'm like, I really disagree with that. It has such, it, it might not be a climax like you got in a new hope or in Jedi. It's an emotional climax. Cause it leaves you like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's good. Nothing good has come of this. <laughs> like, yeah. Hold up. Vader's the father. What's going to happen to Han? Like it leaves you wanting more. And that is yeah. a climax. Um, yeah. That like that's a great climax because Jedi at the end you want more but you're also like I've got a bow on this so I'm good like give me more but also if this is where it ends that's yeah. fine with Empire well, it, it, Jedi it, is satisfying we're yeah. like okay the the Empire is uh, presumably defeated the Emperor's dead like everything worked out our heroes are happy they're having a barbecue with the Ewoks everything's <laughs> cool. Yeah. But yeah, with Empire, it's just like, nothing is good about this, but yeah. in a good way. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's just like, you you go on a journey with that. And I love that it, it makes, it takes the characters, further develops them. Like, yeah. you cannot get to Jedi without Empire. Empire is such a crucial moment. Um, and they didn't have yeah. to fix anything from it. Whereas, anyway. Yeah, if you look at uh, the, what was done in the special editions, like the only thing that was really changed in uh, in Empire was making the Wampa a little more than just like a shadowy figure. Yeah, and making Cloud City seem more expansive. And like nothing really. Yeah, well, it's aesthetics, really. The, exactly, it's all just v mostly visual effects. Like there was one other spot I remembered because. I had the uh, the VHS versions of the special editions, yeah. and on those, like they do a little intro of like five to ten or whatever minutes with interviews with uh, Lucas and Rick McCullen, um, yeah. where it's like, here's what we added. And Empires, it's yeah, it's like what well, we added to the Wampa um, when the snow speeders are fighting the AT-ATs, you can no longer see the AT-ATs AT yes. through the yeah, they fix the some parts of the, of the, the cockpit that you shouldn't yeah. see through. Um, yeah. And they're no longer outlined in the snow. Yeah, cause they took away the mat lines, yeah. Exactly, like, that's it. And I'm like, Empire's, Empire's perfect. Um, yeah, they just cleaned it up. They didn't change anything, really. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so I think that's where we're at with the 11 movies that have come out. I'm really interested to see where Rise of Skywalker is going to land. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'll know tonight. <laughs> I'll know. Okay, let me just say this. Let me just say yeah, this. Before yeah. going into the movie, if I don't see Anakin in this movie, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> because if, if, if this one's supposed to, so, supposedly tying up all nine movies and they replaced, uh, they put uh, Hayden Christensen as Anakin in The End of Jedi... For that to not pay off, like right. it's established that that Force Ghost Anakin looks like young Anakin, pre Vader Anakin. Yeah. So if he's gonna come back as a Force Ghost, bring Hayden back. Right. Like, give right. him his redemption. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. he's not in the movie, I'm going to be very upset. I'm. There better be. Uh, uh, Sorry. There better be Luke, Obi Wan somehow, um, <laughs> Yoda. Yoda's easy. Um, if they throw Qui-Gon in there, I would lose it. Like, <laughs> no way! Because it's established that, like, he's 
kind of, he, he was working his way towards Force Ghost status. Yeah. He was a voice. And then I think in, there was a book that came out uh, shortly after Last Jedi, I think, or before. It was like a book, it was an anthology of tales. Right. Uh, and Qui-Gon had established physical form. Well, Force Ghost form, more or less. So that's how they did it. That's how they did it. They're like, we did the voices because Liam Neeson's accident. But yeah. then they're retconning something from in the Clone Wars show because he's like, I, I didn't get to that, but I can do this. So whatever. Yeah. Um, he's, he's been working on it in the Force world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really interested. I'd love to see that stuff. I, I almost feel bad for this movie. Um, yeah. In it has so that, much to to fix, it, but at, at the still time, at the same time, it has to um, move the story along and tell tell a story. Exactly, it's it's in a really tough position because it has to, and and I I, I almost put the fault at the marketing for amping up amping this up because they're really leaning on the it's the end of the saga and I get it that it yeah. is but at the same point like that raises expectations so much higher because it's like we're tying up everything we're tying up nine films and we're correct we're we're redoing some of the stuff that got changed in the last movie and then yeah. it's got it's got to answer criticisms it's got to answer all this and it's in a really really tough spot um Give me one quick sec. I just okay. gotta let Loon out. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go pee. Alright, sounds good. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, before we hop back in, I'm just I feel like you might find this funny. Uh, I got a notification from Reddit and I haven't seen it yet. But yeah. there was a clip uh, like you know how they do little previews of other communities they recommend you join? Yeah. So one was uh this is from Cyclops was right. <laughs> someone the title is like i have never unmatched someone so fast on tinder and it's a conversation between a guy and a girl it's like the girl says i actually have two phoenix inspired tattoos and an actual wolverine one going to get cap and storm someday too and he's like do you think cyclops was right and she's like douche clops is the bane of the x-men <laughs> and then the guy writes who the F do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is the correct response. <laughs> Just so funny. Um, and and when, when the X-Men come into the MCU, Cyclops better get his redemption. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, well, he's, he's an interesting character because he is one of those sticks in the mud that... Yeah, he's, he's the straight man, really. Yeah, yeah, which you get... You can be, you can really interpret the straight man as right or wrong. So I hope they mm -hmm. lean into that. Um, all right, let's uh, let's take it back to Star Wars. We'll be respectful. Right, we gotta wrap this up soon. Oh, I know, I, I know. It's one final question. Um, mm -hmm. All right, three, two. All right, and we're back. So, Mike, final question because I know you got to go in like five minutes. Um, as much as you can within that time, where do you want to see Star Wars go from here? I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I want to go back in time and see Luke doing really cool Jedi things while he was still fairly young. That's what I want to see. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Um, I'll say for me, like... I, uh, oh, sorry. I, I don't know. I don't know where I want. I, 
I want space battles. I want lightsabers. Maybe let's go to the old Republic. Let's just let's do that. Seems like there's there's thousands of years of potential in there. Yeah, yeah. And potential good stories. I. I'm along the lines with you. I think also where I want to see it go as a franchise period is uh, you. one of the things I love about Disney Plus right now is you've got The Mandalorian, which is, I love, it, it's a great show, but it's also, in a way, a very harmless little spaghetti western. It doesn't have yeah. these huge implications. It gets to be its own yeah. thing. I'd love to see that. I want the I, as much as I want more Star Wars, I do want the movies to take a break, just because it's it's not as special as it was, um, yeah. and I want the films to be special like they were. So, uh, like, do the shows. You could do a Luke show, be it a cartoon, or somehow do like Legends of Luke Skywalker, and just get Sebastian uh, Sebastian Staunt. Yeah, Bucky. Just get Bucky Bucky. in. Get get Bucky. (laughs) Like get Bucky as Luke because dude looks a lot like him. Uh, Yes. Like you can do that where you can do Jedi Master Luke friggin' force throwing ATATs all around. Um, (laughs) Because that would have been amazing. Uh, Do do that stuff and then like do the stuff on Disney Plus and then you can properly develop movies because. I'm not soured on it to the point where I'm like, I don't want any, but absence makes the heart grow fonder. You can do these smaller things where you can explore stuff that you don't necessarily need to in the movies, like the Cassian yeah. show. I love that they're doing that because I'm like, there you can really explore the shady side of the rebellion. Um, yeah. You can develop that stuff. Heck, if you wanted to do a Kylo Ren show, I keep hearing about how great and amazing this villain is and how he's everything Anakin should have been. I'm like, I'm not seeing that. All I'm seeing is like a Vader knockoff crybaby. Like, yeah. <laughs> Vader at least killed younglings. And that was, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird that that's my benchmark. <laughs> <laughs> he did awesome things like kill children. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I was, I was uh, like, say what you will about the prequels, but I'm like that moment where you see him ignite the lightsaber and the kid does that, yeah. that face that always cracks me up and weirdly, probably yeah. messed uply brings me such joy. Um, yeah. Like, did you see the, uh, the corridor, um, edited version of that where, um, there, there's like a, uh, a trap door that drops out from underneath the kid no. and then. Padme's looking out the window and the kid splatters on the window. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, I remember I remember you and I at one point, we were like, I'd love it if it was just in a special edition. You see him ignite the lightsaber and then like turn it off. Just like, just kidding. But then it's like, you see him force throw and then yeah. it just cuts outside the plays <laughs> like a comedy where it's not like yeah. too grotesque but you just see the younglings one by one flying yeah, out the just window just flying out the window yeah <laughs> like you don't uh. see it it just lets you have the impact uh listener don't think me a monster it's just one of those things that for whatever reason the mental image is funny <laughs> um, i'm not talking about like a clown biting a child's arm off or anything um yeah like just I want to like Kylo more I want to like Ray more I'd love those characters to get series because then they can flesh them out more uh yeah I think Kylo's a very interesting character they just haven't done anything to explore his story really no and that like that's the thing is as people are like oh he's so interesting and that's what Anakin should have been I'm like 
Anakin was more developed than this guy is. Like, what yeah. What are we talking about here? He was poorly written, like, yeah, dialogue, and he was poorly directed, but uh, he he was developed. Exactly. And then, Ray, like, Ray as well. Like, I love, I, I really enjoy the performer and the performance, and I want yeah. more of that character. And, heck, even just a line of dialogue would have been like, look, the all the light side of the Force is pouring into this character. But still, it, like, there's yeah. enjoyable stuff there, or a Finn show. Like, if we're going to do stuff in this era, as you're figuring out what you want the next couple movies to be, do shows. That I, I think that's the way out. And then absence makes the heart grow fonder for the flicks. Um, but also, you got uh, Explore the Old Republic. Dive back there. Or a, Tommy yeah. brought up on our, on I think the last podcast we all did together, a Palpatine show could be crazy yeah. interesting. Yes. We, we don't see many uh, uh, villain-centric shows and movies, like the Hannibal show, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that was, from what I hear, a very good show, and it, it was centered around a villain. Yeah, yeah. So that could be interesting. It could be very interesting. Um, yeah. I saw, I didn't see the third season. Jill loved it, and I watched the yeah. first two. Um, the first two seasons, I'm like, it's not entirely my bag, but that's not a quality yeah. thing. It's it's outstanding. Like it's it's yeah. very very incredibly well made, but it's just not yeah. always something where I'm like, "Oh, I want to watch that." It's like, "No, it's mm-hmm. good. It's great. It's just not there can be great things that just aren't for you." Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like I yeah, I want <laughs> it comes down to I want to enjoy these. I want, <laughs> like, I yes. want I want to love Star Wars. Like it's been a child, it's been a love since childhood, and I'm yeah. just like I don't like not enjoying it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. Like there was the original movies, which like I was insane about. They yeah. totally stole my heart and yeah. all my attention and consumed me like the dark side. <laughs> um, and then the prequels came along, and suddenly it, uh, Star Wars wasn't that cool anymore. Yeah. <laughs> And then, even though Force we Awakens, saw each of the movies like five times in theaters, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, we saw them like three times together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> and the, yeah. There was that lull as we grew up. There was no Star Wars, and then Force Awakens came out, and I it's suddenly everything came back because I had all these questions. There was all this mythology. There was all yeah. this. What happened? I want to know all this story. All this love came back, and then I was so pumped after Force Awakens ended. And then Last Jedi happened and killed everything again. <laughs> killed everything. It, it murdered my the little boy inside of me that had reawakened. Uh, well, I, I remember the intro from when we did a couple podcasts ago, like last year, where we were talking about the state of Star Wars. And then I used your comment as the intro where you're like, I feel so betrayed. <laughs> yes, And I'm like, that's, that's accurate. And it's not... It's not intentional. Like, Ryan Johnson, as much as I don't like the movie, he did not set out to, like, piss everybody off. No, he, he, I understand, I can understand his, his point of view. Yeah. Saying, oh, well, this would be an interesting way to go, but it didn't work in the framework that he had been given. Yeah, no, it's, he, I see what he was trying to do, uh, like and it, it is well made. I see what he was going for. At points, I 
somewhat can appreciate the trying to challenge, but at, like, yeah, the framework, it was, that's where I'm like, okay, I'm interested to see what you would do from the ground up where you don't have yeah. a pre-existing framework to try to yeah. work all this into. Like, yeah. That's where I'm still not ready to throw out his trilogy. I'm cautious about it, but it still might be like, no, nah, I'm curious. Like, let's see what you do when it's basically all you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Mike. Well, seriously, dude, thank you so much for joining. Uh, I know you got to oh, leave yeah. in two minutes, so. <laughs> yeah, I got to bounce. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you for joining with us. Uh, dear listener, thank you for listening. Um, by the time this is posted, uh, in the new year. Uh, so hope you had a Merry Christmas and a very happy new, a very happy and safe new year. Um, rise of Jedi, uh, sorry, rise of, Sky. rise of Jedi. That actually wouldn't be a bad name. It wouldn't. Well, rise of <laughs> rise of the revenge of the Jedi or something. <laughs> rise of the attack of the Jedi. Uh, Rise honest of trailers. the Attack of the Last Jedi. <laughs> there we on, go. <laughs> there you go. Honest trailers, you're welcome for your ending joke right there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Rise of Skywalker will have uh, have came and went, and I'm sure conversations will abound about it, which I am both mm-hmm. excited for and already dreading. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go in and, like, I don't really know anything about the movie. I, I've only seen one of the trailers or two of the, I don't know. I've, I have, I've barely seen anything from it. I haven't watched any of the commercials. I'm going in pretty clean. Yeah. I do have a bit of a prejudice, but. <laughs> yeah, no, well, and that's the thing. I'm trying so hard to separate myself from that, where yeah. I, I've watched the trailers, and I remember that trailer that dropped where Palpatine hit at the end i was like oh my gosh i'm excited yeah me too yeah yeah and then since then though like there's been some tv spots and then just the like the issues i had with the last jedi hit again and then i even messaged you i'm like that excitement's gone man like (laughs) it's it's coming waves so i'm trying to separate myself as much as possible just so i can enjoy it um i want to enjoy it that's at the end i'm trying i we'll see if we do um But then uh, we'll do one where we're talking about what we thought. Um, But on that note, dear listener, thank you for listening. Mike, again, thank you for impromptuly joining us. Always great to see and chat with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. Uh, good. Uh, good to see you via the internet. Via the internet, talk about things. Oh yes, and I hope you have a, a safe and fun trip to Ajax and a very merry Christmas, sir. Yeah, merry Christmas, man. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, dear listener, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed and uh, God bless my friends. Take care. Stop my recording. I don't even know if it came out. Oh, that's Spotify. (laughs) I was recording. I just had Spotify open the whole. No. Um...